All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. Before we start into our wrap-up episodes for Gen Con 2023, we just want to take a moment to thank all the dreamers out there who are listening to us. Yay! Not just in the U.S., which we kind of expected, but those dreamers out in Canada, France, Brazil, and Belgium as well. I don't know people in any of those four countries who come, so that's pretty cool. We'd love to hear your feedback. We want to know how we can help improve your con experience. We want to hear what conventions our dreamers are yearning about or even interested in just checking out. Please like us on social media. Uh, you can check out our various locations at linkter.ee slash dream about gaming conventions and subscribe to us on your podcatchers so you can always get the latest episodes. It's the least you can do. We haven't talked about traveling home yet, obviously because we had not yet done it the last time we were recording. I left pretty early Monday morning. I got a pretty good price on my flight. Waking up at 3.30 a.m. was not a lot of fun. So I got up at, uh, you know, maybe 9.30, 10 on Monday, you know, real rough. I was pretty much good to just drive home, but the front desk was like, it'll be about an hour till you get a luggage cart. So I said, okay, I uh, went to breakfast. Actually, I went to breakfast twice with two different groups of uh, stragglers I know. I could tell this story for about five minutes, but long story short, uh, it was 2.15 before I got my luggage cart and started the six-hour drive home. Wow. So at least I had that going for me. In terms of mistakes, I, I worked Monday when I got home. My flight left at 5.20 a.m. It touched down at about 7 a.m. I drove home, started work at 8.30, and uh, th this kind of feels like a mistake that I just keep making where I should take Monday off. The idea of staying until Monday and also working Monday is like time travel wizardry. So I, I guess you deserve points for being the only person who both stays till Monday to make it fun and works Monday like everyone else. I will take those points and I will spend it on extra hours of sleep. talk a bit about our Gen Con experience, but off the top, we're going to provide a concise summary of what Gen Con was like for us. For me, it was four days well spent with strangers, new friends, old friends, Gorex. It's my annual chance to blow off some steam. Got to play D&D, &D, Tales of the Valiant. I attended a couple Wemadars. I ate Molort pickles. You ate what pickles? It was an objectively bad idea. Don't, 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 don't try it. I also got to record podcasts with you. Wow. Do a little shopping and wholly disconnect from work. That's pretty much what I did, uh, although the only reason I did a little shopping was because, as usual, I was selling other people's things for them instead of buying my own things. I do love it, and they already have me on the lineup for next year, so I'm trapped perpetually in the inability to buy my own hordes of things. But, you know, that's working out for everybody, so it's fine. So now you're home. Quarex, rate your Gen Con experience out of five stars. I am, uh, unsurprisingly, going to give it five stars. That's pretty much what I do when it's coming time to rate Gen Con. Not that that has come up that often in my life. I'm going to say different things about it. Okay, so the positive, I probably made it to, like, fewer discrete sections of the convention than I have in ages, if not ever. Still had a great time, despite this, which is really speaking to how fun it is to be at Gen Con doing literally anything. 
I know I should say something negative. I guess it sure seems like they dropped the ball on the first day Lorcana crowd stuff. I believe we recorded an episode entitled that. Yeah, all they all they have to do is go back in time. Okay, well, barring that, you can't make a special line for one thing, no matter how popular it is. If they'd have made that clear, I think that would have pretty much solved the problem. Let's see, was there anything awful? Somethingawful.com. The main big thing I took away from it was I couldn't believe how well the auction move went because I, w- I was a little skeptical of the move itself. Not the new location. It's great. It's huge. But it was the most successful it's ever been. 50% higher sales than last year. 90% of stuff sold. Pretty much couldn't have been more wrong that I was worried people weren't going to find it. So everything went great there. So for me, I'm going to give it four out of five stars. But you know me, Quarix. I grade hard. So a positive, it was great to see Gen Con fully attended again, as it bodes well for all of our combined hobbies. On the negative, I didn't get a chance to sniff the dealer hall until Saturday, and it was just mobbed all weekend. You know, I tried to go an industry mixer on Friday evening. I eventually bailed. It started at least an hour late, and despite assurances to the contrary, it was almost exclusively board gaming and not RPGs, which is the far more of the space I sit in. And then lastly, ending on something positive, the the Ennies were largely dominated by licensed properties, but it was pretty cool to see some original properties take home awards. Felgrain Press's Swords of the Serpentine, Fabula Ultima, for those people who like JRPGs, looks like just a blast of a book. I didn't see it before the Ennies, but there's a book called The Wild Sea RPG, and the artwork in it is just amazing. It was good to see those get rewarded. So, Quarex, did you see anything that you weren't expecting to see or that just brought joy to your heart? I'm sort of the joy to your heart guy, but let me think of, you know, above and beyond just the experience of living and breathing at Gen Con, which, you know, fairly joyful. I guess just overall, this year somehow exuded the magical power of friendship and brought back friends of mine that haven't attended in like 5, 10, 15 years. So that was very joyous to me personally. When I was picking up my stuff on Sunday and just talking to people online who gave no indication whatsoever that they recognized me, which, you know, that makes sense because I'm not like famous. But after the end of like a 30 minute wait, one of them said something like, well, the auction secret is it has great deals and entertaining auctioneers like you. I was like, oh, oh my goodness. So one positive comment from a person I don't know every year. I'm good. I'm good for the next year. Probably two years. I could probably skip a year. That'd be okay. You know what? I will give credit. So I was showing people around Lucas Oil Arena who had never been in there before because they haven't been for ages. And we ended up walking by Card Halla right as the first coin toss auction was getting started. Wow, I forgot how overjoyed and enthusiastic the crowd is for the coin toss buildup. And yeah, it's a, that's a good place to be at 10 o'clock Saturday night if you are in the area. So for me, there was a person who played two games with me last year, and he remembered my name from last year, and he decided to get a ticket for my VIP game, even though there was some shenanigans involved with that, seemed to have a good time, and even played another game with me on, on Friday. That's awesome. That really filled my heart with joy that somebody remembered and enjoyed playing with me enough to spend $50 on a ticket. Yeah. So, you know. Remembering a name year over year is even more impressive than remembering, like, oh, it's that guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Another thing, you know, the vibe when we recorded episode 13 at the Rascaler was just amazing. Yeah. We vibe just as well, if not better, than when we do over Discord. And for those folks out there who actually listen to it, you know, that was a single take. I edited nothing. I stuck the intro and the outro on that. And I went back to the hotel room that night, and I, I listened to the episode because I was afraid how it was going to sound from an audio standpoint. But it just, it captured, in my mind, like, Wednesday night before Gen Con Perfect. Good. You've got your friends around, their drinks around. Lastly, not really joy, but do you remember when I talked during the hot goss about Watsi's return to Gen Con? And I asked, Given, given the last eight months, months of their missteps, I wonder how they managed to drop the ball on this particular one. Watsi did an early release of the new Big Beast book, and some of those attendees who got that took a look through it and noticed that there was some AI art. The jury's still out on whether or not they're necessarily at fault on this one, but I'm either impression or Watsi's just going to drop the ball once a quarter in a pretty big way. I was holding that book at one point. I, you know, I didn't look through it, but I was like, oh, what's this? Scandal. Did we talk about, like, favorite things we actually did, dare I ask, at Gen Con? Who does stuff at Gen Con? Quarex? Oh, that's, you know, I know. I try. Every year I'm like, I should do something that's a tangible thing I can actually tell someone about. So I did things. On Sunday, I stopped by the Cobalt Press booth and signed copies of books that I had work in. And I only felt a little bit like an imposter because they were selling them as I was signing them. I hate to hate to squeal on myself because I've made out like a band at the past couple of years, but there is an Ennies Dream Date, and if you watch their eBay site around about a week before Gen Con starts, you will get some pretty good, if you will, air quote deals on RPG stuff, and you also get to go to the Ennies and sit with people and high five people and congratulate people and talk with people. So this year I won two Dream Dates, which meant that I popped between dates, and I'm sure they felt a little bit miffed, but I sat with. <laughs> the Ennies judges I and mean, got a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of their stuff and then also the folks at Wet Ink Games who were up for awards for a system neutral book called Into the, the Session Citadel which I have a copy of and the artwork and the writing is just amazing and it's worth checking out they're also right now currently kickstarting a book called Garbage and Glory, which involves you playing as raccoons and you are trash pandas who are going through like the suburbs and collecting treasures from the people who are throwing them out of their house. Uh, finally, uh, Saturday night, I got to meet up at the Whistle Stop Inn, but I got to meet with Dr. Drew's cast of characters. Who is Dr. Drew? Well, it happens to be Quarex. It is fun having two aliases that I alternate between randomly, even at one event. I also did things. It always sounds the same. I know it's about the auction again. But, you know, when you spend like 60% of your time doing the same thing, there's, there's stories about it. This year's Tova was definitely one of my favorites ever. It was, you know, there wasn't any real downtime. When we had stuff that wasn't so entertaining on its own, we just kind of sold them off as quickly as possible, get back to the entertaining things. If you're there for good deals on Star Wars toys or seeing who wants to bid on the 1988 California Raisins blanket I put in, you were satisfied regardless. 
Speaking of you feeling like an imposter, I was asked to sign a, a red panda onesie I wore on stage. I didn't feel like an imposter despite the fact that I had done absolutely nothing of value whatsoever to earn <laughs> someone wanting a signature. So you doing like real work with your real accomplishments should should feel good about the fact that you're signing them. That's how I feel about it. Related to your third point, actually, I, yeah, I met up with somebody I've been talking Gen Con with like on a regular basis on social media for five years. She was actually one of the, the merry band that I assembled for that Whistle Stop Inn visit. Yeah, making a new in-person friend at Gen Con. Hey, that's like one of my favorite things. So mission accomplished every time that comes up for sure. Uh, we've rambled on just about long enough. So next episode, we spent a lot of time talking about what our goals were for Gen Con 2023. We're going to measure our experience to those goals and tell you just how we felt on the back end. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything, from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.